Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, former pro football quarterback and president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation, Roman Gabriel III. Join us for up-close conversations with high-impact people dedicated to faith and family from the world of sports and entertainment. Remember, Sold Out relies on you, the listener, and your support in order to deliver this program. You can donate to the Sold Out Youth Foundation at soldouttv.com. Follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Check out the Sold Out program at soldouttv.com along with its mission to impact America's youth by challenging students to be alcohol and drug abstinent and teaching valuable life skills and biblical principles of success. Today, Roman's guests on this Super Bowl 53 special edition of Sold Out Sports Talk are American Ninja Warrior host Akbar Gabaja Biamila. When you look at American Ninja Warrior, they're your everyday people, your accountants, your teachers, your you know, your servicemen, your, your, your garbage man, your, you know, uh, your lawyers, your doctors, people that you interact with every day. Terry Bortz from the A1A Bart Star Super Bowl Breakfast. Way back, and you've got Reggie White, Anthony Munoz, Mike Singletary, so kind of a who's who in the NFL. New York Giants defensive back Antonio Hamilton. Scholarship, I wasn't a superstar athlete in my town or anything, so everything that I got, I had to earn it. And Buffalo Bills Pro Football Hall of Fame receiver Andre Reed. You know, standing 30 feet away from Whitney Houston singing a national anthem when our country went to war uh, with all those American flags up and the Gulf War going on, it was a surreal time. Now, here's the host of Sold Out Sports Talk, Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Roman Gabriel III, right here, Radio Row, Super Bowl 53. It's always great to be here. Uh, former pro football quarterback, now the president of Sold Out Youth Foundation. Remember, go to soldouttv.com for all things youth and family. Uh, here with a guy that uh, played some pro football himself, but he is the co-host of one of the one of the most exciting shows on television. Thank you, American Ninja Warrior yeah. Akbar Baja Biamilia. You got it. You got it. I was, you know, it. I was scared to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you came out, I, said, I can't mess that up. I can't mess that yeah, up. Yeah, you got it. And he's got a new book out yeah. called "Everyone Could Be a Ninja." Yeah. You're looking at it right now. Yeah. Uh, but first of all, let me say respect and props for the show you guys do. Yeah, thank you very much. What's cool yeah. about the show is is regular people being being athletes yeah. and. and you almost feel like, hey, you know, I, I could get out there and try that one. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, and it's, it's been such a blessing because I, I think about it in just my journey. I'm going on my seventh season hosting the show, but the show is going into its 11th wow. season. So, you know, in TV world, I mean, there are not a lot of shows that, you know, that stick around, you know, for, for that type of length. And to be able to get uh, 11 seasons into Ninja Warrior and, again, going on my seventh has been a blessing. Um, but uh, you're right. It's different from where we are now. We're here at Super Bowl 53, and some of these athletes, Tom Brady, yeah. uh, Todd Gurley, they, they, they are idolized. I mean, a lot of people look up to them. But there's also this, this sense of untouchable. Like, the, um, they're celebrities, whereas when you look at American Ninja Warrior, they're your everyday people, your accountants, your teachers, your, you know, your servicemen, your, your, your garbage man, your, you know, uh, your lawyers, your doctors, people that you interact with every day. But I, I, what I love what you do about yeah. the show is it isn't just the competition. What my wife loves about yeah. the show, and she's, I love my wife, but she's not much of a sports fan, yeah. but this show 
she'll watch with me because she just loves the stories when you tell the stories it, of these And people. I was just getting ready to say that the, the, the producers have done an amazing job in really capturing these stories in about 90 seconds so people can really get to know them because with the other athletes, you can't really get to know them. Even if you did, like, you got a chance to maybe know LeBron, maybe you don't feel like you can relate to him because, right. you know, he's super popular, he's super famous, he's super rich. And, and so there's this level of, well, you know, well, I, I can't relate. Well, these are relatable stories, and but what they do on the course is really phenomenal because a lot of them have gone through their own personal obstacles that they have to overcome in their life, and and that's what inspired me to write this book. Everyone can be a ninja. Uh, the obstacles, knowing those backstories that you're talking about, and knowing that they're out there doing the hardest obstacle course in the world, and for them to put themselves in that position, you have to be very vulnerable. You have to be open and transparent, um, and and that's what they are. And so uh, I have had my own battles. Um, you know, I've had my own battles. Who's that behind me? Yeah, I've had my own battles behind that. Who's that? Oh, oh, this guy, the other number 94. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's Cameron Jordan. I, I love Cameron Jordan. He's a fun guy to be around. But, uh, but yeah, so the show is, uh, is inspired this book, and I'm excited about it. It comes out May 7th, a day after my 40th oh, birthday. Wow. Yeah. Akmar Bajabi Amelia. He, he is, he, he is the host, co-host of American Ninja Warrior. And, and one of the cool things about the show that I like is, is that these people aren't just high-class, world-class athletes that are absolutely amazing, mm -hmm. but within those stories you tell are stories of how they use their platform to change other people's lives and inspire other people, and that's what I love about your show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of athletes who've used the Ninja Gym to witness um, to other to other uh, kids um, and use it as a, a platform to profess their their love for Jesus Christ. Um, even for me, I talk I talk about it in my book about you know when I came to know Jesus Christ and people always ask me, well, hey, Akbar, what's been the key to your to your success? And I just talk about you know look like my, my relationship with God and my me being grateful for you know for the opportunities that have been given. In front of me, and you know, you, you think about God saying that you know He does not give you the spirit of fear, and I think back to the fear that I had uh, of being able to accept this job of American Ninja. I was extremely afraid. I thought, oh, what if I fail, and what if I don't do good, and it's a network TV show, and every millions of people are going to see it. And um, but being able to push through those obstacles, um, and that doesn't come without you know prayer. Um, it's not just like I'm going to physically just walk through, um, you know, praying that God would order my step in a certain way to where I could have the courage and the strength to embrace the fear because it's natural. It's a natural emotion, you know, to embrace the fear but still move forward. You're saying something that our foundation, the Sold Out Youth Foundation, works with junior high and high school students, mm -hmm. teaching them drug and alcohol abstinence, but more importantly, teaching them to go after their goals and dreams yep. and have passion about going for it and not yep. being afraid to try. Yeah, well, I, I think most people think of going after their dreams and going after a goal and, and reaching that means that there's going to be an absence of fear. People often mm -hmm. ask me, right. do you get nervous? Well, yeah, I get nervous. Right. It just just because I'm a professional doesn't mean I don't get nervous. Or just because I, you know you and I played for the Raiders doesn't mean when we step out before that game that there's not a a, a mm -hmm. little bit of unsurety that steps into there, our mind. Wrong. Yeah, everyone can be a ninja. Yes. And I've been waiting for this interview a long time. I appreciate Darren you so setting much, you Robbie. up. I'm a big fan. My wife and I. And I don't like that you're taller than me. So <laughs> I gotta deal. I gotta find a way to deal with this. We want. <laughs> Appreciate you coming in, my friend. Let's stay Thank in touch. Thank you so much. Roman Gabriel III, right here with you, president of Sold Out Youth Foundation, former professional football player, and uh, go to soldouttv.com for all things faith and family. My 26th year at the Super Bowl. From AIA and the Bart Star Breakfast, uh, maybe the most, well, not maybe, the most prolific award that players want to win in the NFL because it means so much. Terry Borch is with us.
And uh, Chris Torty, who is a sponsor from Super Service Challenge, the executive director along with us on Sold Out. And uh, the AI Breakfast is uh, one of the traditional staples of Super Bowl week and has been for a long time. And the great Bart Starr, who, if we're going to talk faith, family, and sports, he is the, uh, the leader and champion. He really is. And, um, you know, Bart was... When we asked if we could name this award after him, and the award was going to be for outstanding character, integrity, and leadership, and giving back to the community, he said he would be honored. And he was at every breakfast, he and his wife, from 1989 to 2014 to personally present the award until a stroke prevented him from coming. When I was growing up, of course, my dad and him played many, many games in the Coliseum and in Green Bay. and. And uh, I remember coming back in, you know, 20 years ago to this game, and the first thing he would say to me is he'd say, how is your dad? Uh, love your father, praying for him. And every time he, I'd see him and Cherry, he would always stop me and say, how is he doing? Uh, yeah. And so, th you know, that's who they are, and that's what they do. Cherry, Athletes in Action represents a worldwide ministry in Campus Crusade. I grew up under the Bill Bright ministry, Josh McDowell, when I was in college, mm -hmm. at its height, the Jesus Movement. Um, it made such an impact on my and my teammates' lives for the rest of my life. Um, why did you start the Bart Star Award? Why? Well, we did an event for, at the Super Bowl when it was in San Diego in 1988. And they were fortunate enough at that time to ask Joe Gibbs to be the keynote speaker. And Joe ended up being one of the Super Bowl coaches. So they sold out like that. And that, so the national office kind of took notice and said, we could make this an annual event following the Super Bowl from city to city and make it an outreach where the gospel is presented using the platform of sports and having these people that you see on TV every week share from their heart about their faith, about their relationship with God and change lives because that's what we're all about. I have people come to me all the time and go, you know, you were one of the first ones to talk about faith in the media at the Super Bowl years ago. But what you're talking about is you guys really started, you know, the faith family and football mantra. I mean, maybe not officially, but that's what you were all about. And at that time, from that has grown gospel concert and several other type of Christian activities that go on during Super Bowl. And I can remember people telling me um, they had no idea the impact that Christian athletes have at the Super Bowl and how big a platform it was. Nobody really knew what was going on during the week. There are so many Christian athletes that want to use their platform and we are able to help them just learn how to do that and how just to be effective. Just for our fans that haven't heard about the award, mm -hmm. just name five or ten of the award winners for me. Okay, so the most recent one was Benjamin Watson of the Saints um, and previously it was Drew Brees, um, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and you go way back and you've got Reggie White, Anthony Munoz, Mike Singletary, so kind of a who's who in the NFL. Yesterday with the trophy, showing it off, the Bart Starr trophy, which is absolutely beautiful. Chris Torty is with us and he is a sponsor of the Athletes in Action Breakfast, by the way, that is held at Saturday mornings at the Super Bowl as a staple, starting at, what, 8 o'clock or 8 o'clock? So, Chris, Super Service Challenge, tell me, first of all, what that's all about, and second of all, why, why you're involved with the Bart Star Breakfast. Oh, thanks for the opportunity, Roman. Super Service Challenge and its founder is advocate, it advocates service and promoting the good work. Founder said recently, every time a good work of service is shared, it's sharing the gospel. Um, we do that in a contest format where every time that that act of service or a video is shared, the charity that's served not only gets the benefit of the service, but they win money from oh, the wow. Super Service Challenge. We give away a million dollars a year, Roman. That is awesome. Um, over the past 10 years, we've given away over 12, over 12 and a half million dollars. We're huge fans of AIA. Um, we've been title sponsor for uh, seven years, Terry. 
um, and excited about where, where they're going. And Chair, I was going to ask you, but how did you come up with the criteria for the award by which players could win the Bart Star Award? So a lot of it came from Bart himself. He really wanted to honor men in the NFL who, for outstanding character, integrity, and leadership on and off the field. He would get pretty upset at the media for always highlighting the guys who were making mistakes and doing the wrong thing. And he said, we are going to highlight the guys who are doing the right thing and giving back to their communities. And he loved what these guys stood for. And so we asked each team in September when the season starts to nominate one player based on that criteria. Then we whittle it down to the top 10 to actually go on the ballot again based on criteria that Bart came up with because he never wanted a rookie to win it you know he said they got to prove that they're right. in it for the long haul right. um, and so and then the amount of community service recommendation by the team chaplain those 10 go on the ballot the ballots are sent back to the teams when they vote on the Pro Bowl they vote on the Bart Star Award and then of course we have the winner of this year's Bart Star Award Calais Campbell of the Jacksonville Jaguars when we come back more on sold out sports talk on American Family Radio Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio, Faith, Family, and Sports. Of course, if you want to be a team member of Sold Out Youth Ministries, our organization that helps kids stay away from drugs and alcohol and teaches them leadership skills, biblical principles, you can go to our official website at soldouttv.com. That's soldouttv.com and uh, be a part of that. Donate there. I'm with Antonio Hamilton, cornerback for the New York Giants, and you got Ham around your neck. Tell me about that. So Ham is my nickname. Uh, I've been called that all my life, so it's just short for my last name, Hamilton. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it, nothing more than just short for Hamilton? Yeah, nothing. No Ham know. involved in that? Nah, no Ham, no Ham, no Ham. <laughs> but I am a big Ham fan. I love Okay, so ham. where'd you go to college? I went to college at South Carolina State. Uh, it's an FCL, uh, FCS school, uh, D1AA. Yeah, are you mm -hmm. from South Carolina? Yes, what I'm part? originally from a uh, small town, Johnston, South Carolina. Yeah. It's like 30 minutes or so Wilmington, from North Carolina. Oh, okay. Not too far away. Right. Tell me about your experience so far with the Giants. Uh, the experience has been great. Um, I played for Oakland for two years, and then uh, right out of um, training camp, I was waived, and uh, the Giants picked me up off of waivers. And since I got there, it's been nothing but a blessing, like, the entire organization, you know, they're a real family-oriented team, and they embraced us, me and my family, and they took us in and, and made sure that we had everything that we needed as far as to, to get comfortable in uh, New Jersey. So it's been a great experience so far. Okay, so what's it like playing in the biggest city in America, New York? Oh, man, it's it's amazing. Uh, number one, like you said, it's, one of, it's, the, it's the Big Apple. So, you know, if you're playing good, they're going to love you. But if you're playing bad, they're going to let you know. They're, like, they're not going to shy away so from they're anything. real vocal so, yeah they're very vocal but also educated I mean, yeah 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 and and but they just want to see their team do well so i i can definitely understand okay so playing cornerback uh, you're playing against some a, a time where we got some great quarterbacks in the nfl but you have a quarterback in eli manning who will be a hall of famer a two-time super bowl champion and who can run an offense so tell me what it's like to practice against a guy like that and how that helps to have a quarterback that, of, of his prowess he's seen it all so Man, it's just, it's just like amazing. Like he, I'm just in awe, like just being around him, like because he's a real, real good guy. Like he's somebody like you can just walk up and talk to, and like he, he'll have a whole uh, entire. Now, does his brother come around at all, Peyton? Uh, I, I didn't see Peyton that much this year, but yeah, I, I'm sure he does. Because they're pretty tight, they talk a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, those two guys is amazing what they've accomplished. Obviously, yeah. the Manning family, most definitely. 
So tell me about some of the tougher quarterbacks you get to face in the league. There's a lot of young quarterbacks right now who have got a lot of talent, and there's, there's a lot of veteran guys in the league uh, that have been around, like you said, who, who obviously are tough to fool. So tell mm-hmm. me about some of the quarterbacks that you enjoy uh, coming up That's against challenge by. Uh, just off the few games that I've actually played in in corner, uh, one of the toughest quarterbacks I say I played against was uh, Phillip Rivers. Oh, yeah. He can throw it. Yeah. And, uh, I remember uh, I was playing him last year when I was out in Oakland. Uh, he made a pass to Antonio Gates on the sideline, where I was <laughs> I was supposed to be in, I was in cover four, and uh, he put it right outside of me where I could not touch it, and it just popped you know, right well, in his hand. I was, was like, wow. ask you. I was going to ask you. You know, the NFL is such that it's perfection many times, both on your side and on their side. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you say when you cover somebody up? You know, because the NFL is about throwing people open. But mm-hmm. when, you, when you cover somebody up so well and you think you've done a great job and you think you've done your job and suddenly, like you said, Phillip Rivers puts a ball where nobody else can and completes, completes it. it. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what, do you, what do you say to yourself when that happens? Uh, next play, really. Because, yeah. you know, as, besides quarterback, cornerback is probably the hardest job on the football field. Um, I can cover you real well for one play, uh, for one play, but I have probably 65 other pay, plays where I have to do the same thing and make it hard for you to catch the ball. So, I mean, it's a very, very particular job. Like, you have to be very technique sound or you have to be extremely athletic. You know, tell me, I ask this of a lot of people because you probably saw when you looked at our table, uh, it's called Sold Out Sports Talk. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been at the Super Bowl now for 26 years talking to guys like you that uh, are about faith, family, and sports, faith, family, and football. Tell me about what that means to you. Oh, man, faith, family, and football, like it means everything to me. It is my life. Um, I, made a, I made a decision a few years ago to really devote myself to Jesus Christ. And uh, it's been, I won't say it's been easy, but it's been, it's been nothing but amazing because I was able to learn myself and uh, – Throughout the things that I've learned about Jesus Christ, I'm able to share it to other people to try to keep them closer and to help them along with their walk uh, as I walk mine. So uh, before then, even before the NFL, like with college, uh, I was one of the guys that had to walk on in college. I didn't have a, uh, a scholarship. I wasn't a superstar athlete in my town or anything. So everything that I got, I had to earn it. And it's not it's not easy. Uh, There's going to be days and times where you feel down, like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. But you have to keep going. You have to remember that God is in control. And while you're waiting on your opportunity to work and, and remain humble and just allow God to move in your life, and he'll get you there. He'll get you there while you're working. Uh, really appreciate you coming on Sold Out and sharing with so many people your story. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm with an old friend here, a guy that I've known for quite a while, and he is a was a high-impact guy in the NFL for that great Buffalo Bills franchise and four Super Bowls. And Unbelievable, Andre, that how how the Super Bowl, you know, we've been here a long, long time. Long this is 26 time. years yeah. for me. And yeah, it's old, man. <laughs> it, but it, it never gets old here, does it? Never does, man. Super Bowl week's always uh, a big uh, big spectacle. Obviously, to a certain point, my first Super Bowl in 1990, um, the world was different. Even the Super Bowl was different. Um, you know, there's three things that drive this game. It's the media, the fans, and the players. And without one of them, it's not, it's not going to work. So uh, media is a big part of our game, and the Super Bowl is a big spectacle. And you got uh, you know two teams fighting to get here every year, and the media is, is part of that. And, that's, um, and then the players. You, know, you get the players that come here that uh, I see players here I haven't seen in years yeah. when I come back. And 
it's great to see these guys uh, talking not only about their experiences in the game, but their Super Bowl experiences if they ever played in the game. Andre, you know, I remember that 1990 game, so it's such a distinct memory with the mm-hmm. with, with the war going on at the yes, time yeah. and with the flags and Tampa Bay and you were playing the Giants. Uh, tell me what it was like when you lined up for the National Anthem and Whitney Houston sing that stirring yeah. rendition. It still today gives you chills. Yeah, I, I actually was on the NFL Network yesterday. Uh, Hall of Fame players only, uh, me, Michael Irvin, uh, uh, Kurt Warner, and Terrell Davis, and uh, Rod Woodson. And we were just... One of the questions was that, you know, what's your favorite Super Bowl experience? And those guys said, you know, a certain play or a certain this or a certain that. And, you know, obviously they won the game. I, I didn't win. Yeah. And I said, well, the game was great. And being a part of that is what you dream about when you're a kid. But, you know, standing 30 feet away from Whitney Houston singing the national anthem yeah. when our country went to war uh, with all those American flags up and, the Gulf War going on, it was a surreal time because it really took a back seat. You know, the game took a back seat for that moment. And the whole game, it took a back seat because we were playing for the, you know, for the and troops. You've heard some big ovations, but I'm not sure I've ever seen a national anthem where the fans responded and reacted the way it did. Was it almost electric? Yes, and I think, you know, both teams realized how important it was uh, to play that game and, you know, what the country's about. You know, it's about... You know, us never backing down and us, you know, taking the fight to somebody and winning. And and that's the attitude we all had. Jim Kelly told me one time that what came out of those four Super Bowl losses, not just in Buffalo but across the country was, Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's hard for someone to uh, associate with a winner of a Super Bowl. Like, oh, I'm never going to do that. Uh, But when people saw what you guys accomplished and what you did and and the disappointment – uh, have you had people over the years come and say, hey, I oh, can yeah. really associate with that? You yeah, know? and I think, I mean, that's life. You know, life is, you know, it's a constant disappointment about a lot of things. And it's how you come back from that disappointment. And it's taught me a lot about, a lot about life in general, about how I go through every day. And, you know, it was a lesson that, you know, I tell my kids. And I tell other kids when I'm talking to, you know, Boys and Girls Club kids who I'm a part of about never giving up, never quitting, and knowing that um, not everything's going to go your way, but you got to keep plugging at it, and that's going to really test your character, test, test what kind of person you really are. Roman Gabriel with the great Andre Reed, Buffalo Bills. When you come out of a football career when it's kind of all about you, yeah. and you get married, and then you have kids, and everything changes, right? Everything changes, and my kids were little when I retired, so they were like six and four, so they really didn't you know, see my career. I mean, they can see it now, obviously, on YouTube and all them, them, them different media or different uh, social media uh, channels or whatever. But, you know, how important it is as, a, as an athlete, um, not only to be there for your kids, but to, just to give them the examples that you were taught. Um, this, this whole world is about um, making choices and making the right choices at the right times. And uh, if it's not a good choice, you got to deal with the consequence. And that's really what I tr- try to tell my kids that my football career um, it happened for a reason, but uh, things that are happening to me now, it's because of my football career. How, what yeah. was your growing up in terms of your situation with your, your mom and dad or father? How, how was it growing up for you? It was tough, man. I'm I, I, from an interracial family, and, uh, you know, my dad was, uh, was a great dad, but he had his own demons he had to deal with. Um, and my mom was a hard worker just trying to keep the family together. Um, it was very tough, man, but it, it taught me a lot about, 
it just taught me a lot about life, man. It taught me that, you know, it, it might not be good for you or whatever, but, you know, sooner or later down the road, you're going to have a, a certain chance uh, to make something of it. And, you know, in life, you only get so many chances in life. I work with kids in a drug and alcohol education program at junior highs and high schools. And yeah. We work with at-risk kids, inner-city kids, and, you know, the same old story happens a lot. You know, I come from a broken family. Uh, I didn't have a father. don't even know my father. Yeah. You know, the Lord always, the Lord says there's hope everywhere. And there's a lot of Bible verses about, um, about hope and what it means. Um, you know, I recently went to Israel a couple years ago and got baptized in the Jordan River and, you know, did a lot of great things. It really changed me. It changed my life, man. It changed me as a person. Um, obviously, I think when you're, you're an athlete, you, you get a little selfish in a lot of things. But coming back from there, you really, you really find out how selfish you really are. Yeah. And, um, you know, I tell kids because a, a lot of times they're not in the right situations. But you got to keep plugging at it. You got to keep moving forward. Um, never taking a step back because that's not where you want to be. You want to keep going forward. Andre Reed was a great NFL wide receiver, but uh, this is what our show is all about. He's also a great husband, father, dad, uh, and uh, giving back anytime he can. And uh, Andre, so great to see the maturation of you guys over the 26 years and see how God's used you. Yes, has used me in a good way. I mean, I always say, you know, my life has been four quarters, and I'm in the fifth quarter of my life now. So. Those quarters are done. It's time to do something else and inspiring kids to be the best that they could be and tell them how important, you know, reading is and life and all that. That's that's really really what I'm here for now. Andre Reed, Buffalo Bills. Appreciate you so much coming Thank in. Thank you, man. Thank you, Roman. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.